Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Camero here with episode 31 of the Tutor Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the dangers of shiny penny syndrome to your tutoring business. Let's get cracking. So shiny penny syndrome, sometimes called the shiny object syndrome. It's the constant jumping of attention and focus from one new thing to the next, uh, leading to distraction and a, a sense of loss of direction. Uh, one common manifestation of shiny penny syndrome is a guy or girl who just can't stay in a relationship for more than a couple of months before they're in hot pursuit of someone else. And that new someone else is the shiny penny. No matter how good things are with their current partner, these lunatics have somehow managed to convince themselves that life will be even better when they've got the shiny penny at their side. And business can be like that too. No matter how happy and successful we are doing what we do, we can be sucked into the vortex of new ideas and schemes that look so tempting. It's as if we're on the road to success, cruising along with the roof down and feeling pretty good. And by rights, we should keep our eyes on the road and definitely, absolutely, positively not take that pretty little side road over there. Because that pretty little side road will most likely be a twisting, bumpy, steep and narrow road to nowhere. And you can be sure it won't get you to your destination as fast as the road that you were on before you made the turn off in order to explore the side road. Now, it's a basic part of human nature to be curious. We are, at our cause, a species that just can't stop interfering, investigating and exploring the world around us. That's the key to all technology, all inventions and pretty much all progress. It's a hugely strong drive and we're all prey to it at times. We ask ourselves, what if... And then we're away on another adventure. But here's the thing about the curiosity. We can harness it to accelerate our progress on the right road, rather than allow it to distract us. Personally, I'm a big fan of sticking to my knitting most of the time. And I'll only add in new activities or pursue new opportunities once I've checked they're a good fit with everything else I'm doing and that they'll add to the rate of progress towards my desired outcomes. That means I'll go a mile deep or more on my one big thing rather than splash around in the shadows of many things. But this approach also gives me a fair bit of latitude in taking on new things, whilst at the same time keeps me grounded in my one big thing, which is developing and teaching a system of accelerated learning for guitarists, bassists and keyboard players. As long as the new thing I'm interested in checks out as being complementary with my big thing, then I can allow myself to go and do the new thing. For example, last year I was considering taking a week-long public speaking course, aiming to make my presentation skills better and the way I communicate ideas better. So I asked myself, 
Will a public speaking course help or hinder my guitar teaching activities? Now, because there was a very good argument in favour of improving my communication skills in order to become a better teacher and presenter, I naturally chose to ascend the course. And by the same token, getting into something like, say, HTML coding or website design would fail my alignment to mission criterion. No matter how interesting they are to me personally, I won't pursue them in my working life because they're not a good fit for the mission. So my principle of do anything you like as long as it helps the big thing. It allows me the freedom to do lots of new things whilst keeping me on track with the main thing. And you must beware of shiny pennies because they're everywhere. Wherever you look, there are other uses of your time. There are other distractions that can take you away from the core activity of making your business more successful. They're not all business activities. There are leisure activities, friends, and socialising. Non-productive activities that can take you away from your, hopefully, serious business of making good money teaching. For example, when I decided to invest my tuition business's surplus cash into property, there were so many opportunities I could have gone after. It would have been easy to end up doing four or five of the property strategies I'd taken courses in and making them work for me. But in order to do that, I'd have become so busy, I'd have had to cut down the time spent in my teaching business. Now, my mentor, Derek. Hi, Derek. Artfully asked me if more money and loads of property was more important to me than the day-to-day -day joy of teaching guitar and sharing what I developed with the people I liked. The light bulb in my head went on. As I'd become infatuated with the world of property investing, I'd failed to consider the opportunity cost of spending many hours pursuing that course of action. What had I been thinking? I'd overlooked the simple truth that there's always an opportunity cost in doing anything. Whatever you decide to do, you'll always have to sacrifice something else in order to do that thing. What you give up is the cost of taking up the new opportunity. And my opportunity cost, going bigger and deeper into property, would have been too high. Because I'd have reduced my time spent teaching, and that would have meant less fun and a subjectively less pleasant working life from one day to the next. With my mentor's help, I settled on a couple of property strategies which fitted nicely around my guitar teaching business, and the two cohabit without friction to this day. Granted, the returns from my property investments aren't as high as they might have been if I put more time into the property business, but I haven't had to give up all the fun and the pleasure that I get from teaching. So now, I always make sure I've done a proper analysis of the potential upsides and the potential downsides of a new activity before I commit time and money to it. Here's the simple checklist I use to vet new activities and prevent shiny penny syndrome. One, will this new thing, X, Y, Z, let's call it, help me to progress towards my definite major purpose of, in this case, taking my accelerated guitar learning system 
to a bigger market and helping more players to become the players that they would like to be. Two, if it will help me to progress towards my definite major purpose, is this a good time to start? If it's not a good time, diarise a review of the situation in six months. I review everything I do every six months as a matter of course, and it's something I'd urge you to do if you're not already doing it. Three, how much time will XYZ take away from my core activities? If I don't have the time to pursue it, the time has got to come from somewhere else. Which leads to question four. Will the time spent engaged in XYZ produce a better return on investment than anything else that I could do? Five, can I afford to do XYZ? In terms of time, in terms of money, in terms of energy, can you afford to do it? Question six, can I afford to not do X, Y, and Z? Seven, to whom can I outsource X, Y, Z? Remember, don't have a to-do list, have a who-can-do-it list. And eight, do I really want to do X, Y, Z for the right reasons? If you're doing things for reasons of peer group pressure or social compliance, they might not be the right reasons for you. Make sure that getting into anything new or changing things, your XYZ new activity is right by your own reasons. If XYZ clears all of those parameters and all those criteria, then I can crack on and do it with a clear conscience, knowing that in all probability, it's not going to blow up what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. It should take me closer to my goal, that I can afford it, and it's going to be worth it. But most of all, I've ensured that I'll enjoy it. And that is my 10 cents worth on the shiny penny syndrome. It's how I stay on target and how you can too and not get distracted chasing down rabbit holes. So let me know what caught your ear in this episode and how you get on putting the ideas to work in your business. Meantime, I'd love to hear from you. So get in touch via the Tutor Podcast website or email info at neilcowmeadow.com. Now in the next episode, We're going to be talking about mood hoovers and time vampires, difficult people and how to manage or eliminate them. Look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, remember to subscribe to the Tutor Podcast, get all the updates and more tips to help you to start, grow and love your tutoring business. I'll see you next time for the next episode of the Tutor Podcast. Have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media, and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes, and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate, and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow, and love their tutoring businesses.